0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch.
1: Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's
2: August nineteenth, nineteen seventy-five, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Arya, Rebecca, and Ali. The Retrospectors.
1: So it was on this day that 20 Vietnamese women living at a refugee camp in California began training to become the US's first. Vietnamese manicurists and the way they came to it was quite unusual it was through the actress Tippi Hedren who you may remember as starring in Hitchcock's films The Birds and Marnie
2: <laughs> who you may remember being attacked by a variety of different enemies yeah just picture her having <laughs> films. At her she's also <laughs> the
1: mother of Melanie Griffith and the grandmother of Dakota Johnson oh
2: wow yeah yeah
1: and she had had a really rough time with Hitchcock oh we can't obviously go too much into that rabbit hole
2: well because there's a whole future episode about Tippi Hedren on the set <laughs> of the birds isn't yeah. yeah
1: he had fixations with his leading ladies and he was very controlling and she basically resisted his attempts to control her personal life and then her career had stalled a little bit and she'd become increasingly involved with activism
2: yeah primarily working with big cats which again is another whole episode of the retrospects we have to do in the future because <laughs> she still runs the shambhala reserve in california mm-hmm. catering for big cats and is I think the president of the Big Cat Welfare Association of California or some equivalent organisation mm. is basically like an incredible cat humanitarian. I don't know mm. what's that what, like a like a feline humanitarian. <laughs> F- <feline-itarian, yeah>. uh, <laughs> anyway, like that's incredible. Anyway, right. like Tippy Hedron, I've already identified two potential niches of Tippy Hedron trivia that we could go into, but this <laughs> one's even more fascinating, and it's to do with her activism around the Vietnam War.
0: Yeah, and the day in question, she had gone to this Vietnamese refugee camp in Sacramento, California, and she'd met with this group of women who had recently fled the takeover of South Vietnam by the armed forces of... Communist leader Ho Chi Minh, and she basically, not just her, but the charity she worked for, they wanted to help them find work. And they had a few ideas in mind, but apparently, one of the things that happened when she met a bunch of the women was that they really marveled over the quality of her nails. And it just instantly sparked an idea in her head, and she thought, do you know what? I actually could help introduce you to the people who made my nails look so very nice and so she had this idea to enlist the help of a local beauty school to teach 20 of the women how to execute the perfect manicure
2: which is just the best way to be a celebrity ambassador isn't it ah it's great we we see so many celebrity ambassadors these days like sometimes the only way you see on entertainment-based television any footage of kind of war-torn situations Mm. but what actually happens is they are just asking for money really Mm. this is brilliant like she went as a kind of photo shoot and it was like actually yes i will introduce you to my manicurist yeah and changed the world for these people
1: well apparently the original idea was to set the women up in sewing or typing classes because it's worth mentioning these weren't women who had come from rural areas who weren't educated or anything you know they were mostly the wives of officers in the south vietnamese army or they had worked for american companies which made them a target so they were educated but obviously most of them didn't speak much english so typing was going to be difficult for them and sewing you know it takes a long time to become a really good seamstress and tippy realized that this was something that you could actually learn to do well quite quickly but the issue was at the time most beauty schools would only accept women for full cosmetology degrees including hair nails makeup etc so they did have to negotiate the idea that these women would just be enrolled to learn to do nails
0: the training was short and inexpensive. The work didn't require a high level of English proficiency and it also was flexible enough to allow immigrant mothers to attend to their own family obligations and just do the work when they needed to. So it just seemed like this brilliant solution. And as you're saying, Ollie, if you could have more of those celebrities who go and visit people in need coming up with as elegant solutions as this, it would be fantastic.
2: It was also, it's worth saying, an industry that was ripe to be undercut. So Tippy Hedren had had her nails done because she was a Hollywood celebrity most women even in california possibly even in beverly hills weren't necessarily getting mani pedis done that regularly because they were expensive
1: i was surprised to learn that in the 1970s a manicure cost around 50 dollars in 1970s money which obviously put them way out of price range for most ordinary women in the country it was Mm. definitely seen as this is kind of a hollywood luxury which was you know probably one of the reasons that the women were so dazzled by tippy hedron's nails is that it wasn't common to see that you just you couldn't see it on any woman or indeed man and on the street like you might now
2: 51 percent of nail technicians in the United States and approximately 80% in California are of Vietnamese descent. And many of them are direct descendants of these women that Tippy Hedren educated in this form. I mean it's an extraordinary contribution, isn't it? It's amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean she paid for that original class of 20 women, and although only one of them, a woman named Twen Lee, she's the only one who made manicuring her lifelong career. But plenty of the others set up their own salons and their families became involved. And there were stories of husbands as well, you know, obviously quite unusual at the time. But these husbands sometimes, you know, didn't join the family straight away. But when the family was reunited and they saw how much money the women were making, they also learned to become manicurists because you could get your manicurist license so quickly and it doesn't take a lot of money. You can take up a spot in an existing salon, you know, you don't have to open your own place.
2: And a similar thing happened with a different product category for similar reasons with Cambodia. Do you know about this? If you heard about no. uh, Tent he He's no. known as the Donut King. There is a documentary called The Donut <laughs> King. I watched it a few weeks ago. It's great. <laughs> and he was a Cambodian refugee from the Civil War who arrived in California with nothing, like relied on some Christian charity, lived in a church for a month or something, and realized if he learned how to make donuts in a local chain of donut shops he could open his own donut shop if he worked hard enough and saved enough money and he did and essentially long story short it's a similar situation there where something like 50% or 60% of donut shops in California are Cambodian owned wow. and the ones that aren't are the chains like Dunkin or whatever so basically every donut shop is owned by Cambodians and what he did is took the money from his shop and then brought more Cambodians over to open their own And what worked about it really was that you didn't have to pay your family to work in the shop. I mean, that was how they were able to undercut all the non-Cambodian donut shops to begin with, is you've got six kids, they'll come over and work in the donut shop, and of course you can (laughs) undercut everybody. I suppose it's a slightly (laughs) difficult thing about this being a positive news story in a way now, isn't it? Is we know that Vietnamese nail bars has facilitated a situation now where we know that people are trafficked to Britain from Vietnam to work in nail bars not because they're part of someone's family, but because they can work for below minimum wage and because you can work in a nail bar without any language skills, no one ever finds out what's going on.
0: Yeah, and nail bars are this really easy way to hide victims, frankly, in plain sight because the nail industry, in the UK at least, is completely unregulated. So, you know, anyone can be working anywhere and you just don't know quite the backstory that has brought them there.
2: And cash only frequently as well. Right,
0: yep.
1: I've got some nail facts.
0: Love a good nail fact.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the oldest known manicure. Archaeologists discovered Egyptian mummies dating Cleopatra. to 5,000 BC. Well, 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 you're, you're, as well. you're in the you're right. right part of the yeah, world, yeah. but you're only yeah. like, you know, 6,000 years off. Um, yeah. Archaeologists discovered Egyptian mummies dating to 5000 BC who were sporting gilded nail tips and henna-tinted nails as well. And apparently Mm. that was also happening in India around the same time. I was interested in this whole gilded nails thing. And apparently in ancient times you could have your nails done, but they would be literally like gold talons that were made for you. And then they just had to be held onto the ends of your finger with like a band.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, my grandma in the style of uh, elderly northwest London Jews does have uh, quite extravagant gold talons effectively uh welded to her fingers and when lockdown hit that was a real concern it's like because she couldn't she couldn't suddenly like having gone from going once a week to get a, a mani pedi couldn't leave the flat for a year so it's like what is she gonna do and she didn't have a nurse or anyone going, she's 94, lives by herself. She had to find a video on YouTube telling her how to break the things that were on her fingers and do wow. it herself.
0: My <laughs> rabbit hole research also led me to Gilded Nails because I wanted to find out uh, what the most expensive ever manicure was. Would you guys want to Clear take a punt at? <laughs> do you know what? Had they recorded what hers cost, perhaps that would have uh, <laughs> beaten out Beyonce. this one. But uh, well okay. go. I wasn't necessarily going for the person. I was going for the, oh. for the, for the quantity, the, uh, the, the 500 price. 500
1: fingers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. All right. So um, I'm just going to tell you, the most expensive manicure to date came in at a million dollars. Stop And it was it. by this LA-based jeweler called Azature, Um And they created this polish that was infused with 98 carats of white diamonds. And it was for this charity event. For a charity event?
2: How <laughs> bad taste can you get? Seriously. <laughs> Who were they raising money for?
0: There's a very
1: lucky refugee child with very <laughs> yeah. nice fingernails. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Tomorrow.
2: I'm guessing that there were fewer <laughs> shots of Osama bin Laden in his pants than there were of Harry Styles in <laughs> this stuff. Probably. Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network.